Yo, yo, what's up? How's it going, guys? This is Christian back with another podcast for tonight. Um, tonight, we are talking about leftovers. This is the Modern Fight podcast with Chris Andrew. And on this podcast, we talk about relationships, identity, and finance. And we have been in the uh, segments of uh, relationships lately. So uh, we're going to continue that kind of topic today in our relationship with God. And um, a lot a lot of those relationships we've been talking about lately has been our relationship with the Lord. And I'm excited just because, um, you know, that's a topic I think that a lot of people need to work on. A lot of people are struggling in the relationship with the Lord. And it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to help and to see people um, just feel blessed and, and, and feel like they can grow in their relationship. So, um, yeah, I want to, I want to help build that and continue in that with, um, that topic and, and yeah, just really, uh, dive in some, some of those things that where we can learn how to grow our relationship with Christ. But, uh, first shout out to everybody who came to, our first Friendsmas event that we had here at my house. What an amazing experience that was. What a awesome time we had together to just hang out and chat and talk and play some games. And um, <laughs> it was good. We did some karaoke at night. We um, did some s'mores, uh, ate a lot of food. Uh, shout out to everybody who came. Uh, I really definitely appreciate all you guys. Um, from what I remember, the final number for showing up was 25 uh 24 adults and one child so or two child actually so 26 what am i saying two child two children two childs i don't even know how to say it. i'm not yeah <laughs> i'm not even talking right right now but yeah two children and 24 adults uh so 26 people that's awesome i'm like super blown away by that thank you guys for whoever came out and was just rocking with us. I, I definitely appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, shout out to y'all, man. Like you guys are the ones who made it. Like you guys came out and supported that. And I love when we're able to build community, come together, hang out, really do life together. And, you know, we did with some worship. Um, shout out to my friend Elias. Um for doing worship and allowing me to sing with him because he's got a great voice and I just sound good when I'm next to him. So <laughs> thank you for that. But, um, yeah, I just had a great time, had a really good time. And, uh, for those who are listening, um, and you guys want to be a part of that also, you guys are invited come out to some of the events that we're having, come out to some of the, um, coffee and Jesus nights that we're having, um, or the Bible studies or anything else that we're going to be doing pretty soon, come out, hang out with us. Like I'm really excited about what God is going to do for 2024. Um, and I can't wait to just, you know, be a blessing to each and every one of you guys and for you guys to be a blessing to me. And yeah, I just really do life with you guys. Like, like I said before, the, what my heart is, is to reach young people. And it really is, a time where we live in where a lot of people are feeling isolated by themselves, especially in the holidays. The holidays are here, guys. Like um, Christmas is like in a week. And I know that during Christmas time, we feel 
all the feels. Like if you're not feeling the feels, um, <laughs> you're not human, <laughs> or you're not you're a cyborg, or you're you're a robot. But we feel the feels, right? Like we're in the holidays, and we feel, you know, uh, the, the Christmas atmosphere, and it's you know an awesome time to be around people. But when we're lonely or when we're by ourselves and we isolate ourselves and we get into those funks, it's really easy to slip into the funks and hard to get out of them. So that's why community is so important. And uh, I can't wait to talk on that next podcast. Um, But it's also going to be a YouTube video. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that because I got some new mics and sound is very important to me when it comes to these podcasts. And um, so we're constantly uh, upgrading and retuning and refining these podcasts so they sound good, but they also uh, just make sense, you know, make sense for the budget that we have, which is not much, but (laughs) hey, God knows, maybe one day we'll have a, a, a big budget and we're able to do more things with the podcast. But as of right now, we're uh, just working through it and trying to figure out, you know, what works and what sounds good and so i got some new mics for the for the podcast and i got some new mics for the youtube so uh next one is going to be about community but just to um yeah just remind you guys stay in community stay with people that love you stay around people that are encouraging you supporting you being there for you praying for you um and if you're looking for a place to call home um i hope that you uh consider coming to one of our events and bible studies and there's a place for you here Um, you don't have to believe to belong you don't have to be a believer or a christian to come to these events you don't even have to know who god is but just come just come and hang out with us um and that sounds weird because a lot of people are like well i mean why would you want like unbelievers because we want you to know that god loves you that god can change your life that god can accept you before even knowing him or even giving your life to him. Um, I heard this story recently, and I really thought this was pretty good. Uh, well, not a story, but uh, an example. Before getting into the shower, do you clean yourself off? Do you take off all the dirt on your body and clean yourself before you get in the shower? No. You don't do that, right? So, Why do we do, or why do we feel like we have to clean ourselves off, get ourselves ready before we come to know God, or before we go to church, or before we go to a Bible study, or before we um, get in relationship or fellowship with God? No, God cleans us up. We come as we are, dirty, filthy, messed up with problems, with issues, and God is the one who restores us and changes our lives and help us helps us get on 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 back on track and and really just shows us who we are our identity in Christ and we don't need to uh try to come to God with you know our best in the sense where you know we're trying to look pretty or good looking before the Lord God's like I, I know your heart I know you're messed up I know you're you know not perfect I know that you have issues I know that you're gonna do certain things and you have sin in your life but i'll clean that up god will clean that up he'll work with you he'll change your life he'll work in your heart and 
uh, allow you to see uh, that it's not just behavioral changes, it's life changes. Because sometimes our behaviors change because we come to church and we, we start doing it out of behavior. But God doesn't want just our behavior to change. He wants our hearts to change, our minds to change, our lives to change. Because if we change our behaviors, we're just changing our actions. But if we change our hearts, we change our lives. And so I just want to encourage you guys. You don't have to be perfect to come to these things. You don't have to have it all together. Uh, truth is, is, I actually want the people who don't have it all together. I want those who are struggling, who are feeling alone by themselves, you know, on the outside looking in, feeling like an outsider, feeling like there's they're lost or confused or not really sure, or maybe they're they're um, you know breaking down their faith and and saying you know why do we have to do this? Why I, I want all those people that have questions, like come. Those are the ones that I want um, that are feeling like you know in the church they're feeling hurt or broken or lost or confused or messed up or you know and and they're unsure of, of how they want to serve God or where they want to serve God. Let this be a place to get healed and restored. It's not a church on its own. No, we're not a church, but but we can definitely be used of God. Uh, to throw you back into the church to to get you ready to go back to the church or or get you healed or um and you know what whatever god wants to do at the end of the day it's all god's plan and i'm just following what god wants to do and pursuing that and believing in the plan and purpose of god within my life and within within the modern faith um umbrella so whatever god wants to do so i'm happy blessed encouraged and feeling good really feeling good about the direction that it's going and i know that 2024 is going to be such a blessing a great year uh whether there's problems or trials or issues um you know it is what it is that's i, I it's going to happen there's going to be problems it's going to be things that we go through but yet god is still god he's still on the throne and we're just going to follow him I'm just going to follow him. So shout out to Modern Faith Nation. Um, but let's get into this uh, podcast and let's chat about leftovers. Um, leftovers, yeah. <laughs> so um, there are so many things that are vying for your attention, your work, your school, you know, maybe people or boyfriends or girlfriends um, and even you know, uh, situationships or, or, and everything in between, right? So many things are, are, are wanting your attention. Uh, maybe it's a friend's group or, or hangouts, social hangouts and, and going to, um, you know, watching lights and especially at like Christmas season, right? There's so many things that are wanting your attention. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, social media, um, Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus, all those things are, are offering you, um, you know, an opportunity to spend your time, an opportunity to, to spend, um, you know, your hours and your days doing certain things. Um, this world has a lot that it's trying to take from you. And when it takes from you, that's the time that you have, right? You have 24 hours in a day and every day you spend that time. And then the next day you have 24 hours again. Some of us sleep, some of us um, work long days, and some of us, you know, 
hit the gym or um you know go to the movies and hang out with friends there's a lot of different different things that we can do in life but sometimes and i'm not saying all the time but i would say definitely within the seasons that are very busy for our life we give god the leftovers Like I said, everything is trying to get us to spend our time on other things. And yet God is always encouraging us to spend time with him. You hear it. You hear those little small voices in your head, in your heart saying, hey, spend time with me. Hey, I want to talk to you. Hey, I want to encourage you. Hey, I want to love you. Hey, you remember when you were asking me about this last week, when you were praying to me, I want to. I want to uh, show you something. I want to reveal something to you. I want to remind you that I heard you. And sometimes we don't always go to God. We don't always spend time with the Lord. Or when we do, it's not what we're supposed to do. We're not giving God our best. We're giving God from our leftovers. And so I want to uh, kind of come go with that in mind And we're going to turn right now, if you have your Bible with you, or you have your Bible app, or if you have anything (laughs) with you, if you're listening to the car, shout out to you guys. I appreciate you guys. Or you guys are driving to work, or you're you're driving on a long drive, or you're listening, um, you know, at home um, and, and just playing this. But if you have the opportunity, you know, get your Bible out real quick. If not, then just read with me. We're going to go to Mark chapter 12 verse 28 to 31 and the bible says this in verse 28 and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well asked him okay one of the scribes asked jesus something and he says which commandment is the most important of all verse 29 jesus answered the most important is here o israel the lord our god the lord is one verse 30 And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So Jesus is talking to a group of Pharisees, um, and some of the scribes also are there. Scribes are people that that knew the law, that would write the law and interpret it and would give the interpretations to the people of the temples and and almost were like the the librarians uh of the church or the temple um and they were the ones that would would go and study the scriptures um but they were also people that would study like um within the um the city itself like uh not just within the church but with the city and whatever the city does wanted or needed um they were the 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 bookkeepers the the people that had all the information so they're talking to god or they're talking to jesus and they're trying to mess him up they're trying to screw him up they're trying to get him to say something so that they can point back to him and say well you're not god then and if you think this and that they're, they're trying to mess him up and jesus comes back and he says here O israel And he's talking to the people, the nation of Israel. He's talking to the people of Israel. He's telling them, listen, not 
only am I talking to you from a point where in a man's sense, but I'm talking to you from from the, now the authority of Christ, the authority of God that, that lives inside of me. He's saying, hear, O Israel, the Lord God, the Lord is one. That word one in, uh, in I, I believe, Greek or Aramaic is translated as alone. And so the, he's saying the Lord is alone in this. The Lord is by himself. There's no one like him. There's no one that stands out like Jesus, or there's no one that stands out like God. He says, the Lord God, the Lord is alone. The Lord, the Lord is by himself. L- the Lord is higher above everybody else. And, that, and, and what he's doing, he's prefacing what he's about to tell them. Because he's going to use the Lord again. He's going to tell them that you should love the Lord, right? And he's, and he's giving them context to what he's actually saying. He's telling them that the Lord God stands out, that he's above all, that he's alone in this, that no one is like him, that there's no one on heaven and earth that is like the Lord our God. No one. And so then he says, as he says that, then he says this, verse 30, he says, You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and your strength. First, he separates what even they're thinking of what God is. They might think God as as a tradition or uh, this is what we've done because the verses before that, they say, Moses gave us the law and said this. And then they try to trip him up and they try to get him to say other things. And so a lot of those guys within that context knew God's word um, and they followed after a religion. They followed after a set of rules, a set, well, well Moses said this and, well, what do you say? And, and Jesus is saying, look, the Lord God is higher than Moses. He's higher than the people that you think are like the fathers of the faith. He's higher than Abraham. He's higher than Jacob. He's higher than Isaac. He's higher than anybody else. He stands alone. He alone is worthy of our praise. That's what he's telling them. He alone is is able to receive your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. He alone is God. So live for him, walk with him, give him your heart, give him your soul, give him your mind, give him your strength. He's telling him only God can be this person. Only God can be great and mighty and powerful with all authority and and living uh, living and breathing. Uh, only God can do that. He stands alone. No one is like him. He was telling them not only the action of giving your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind, but also that he's able to receive it, that God is also able to receive your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, that there's no one like him. There is no other God in in heaven and in earth like God. There's no God at all. Now, no, no, um, unfortunately, no gods of gods of the east or the west or the north of the south. No, um, you know, uh, um, you know, I don't want to be sensitive here, but there's no Muslim God. There's no Chinese God. There's no none of that. None of those things are real. None of those gods are actual gods. 
None of them. And I know that people might say, well, you know, well, their religions, this and that. Well, let's, let's be honest. Those religions are made up by man. Religion is man's way to God. Relationship is God's way to us. Religion says that we have to be good enough to come to the Lord and come to God with our very best, with our very, um, you know, in, in the sense where we have to be good enough to offer something to God so that he can accept us and that we can be with him one day. Religion says that. A relationship with Jesus says this. I came to you. I gave my life for you. You didn't come to me. I gave myself to you. Jesus actually says that in the in the Gospels. He says, no one, no one forces me to give my life. I give my life because I want to give my life. No one forces me to give my 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 blood for you. I give it freely. And 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 he's telling his disciples that that nobody is is making him do any of this stuff. He wants to do it. He comes to the earth born of a virgin, died on the cross, resurrected after three days, and defeated death, hell, and the grave. The enemy, the, 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 the demons and Satan thought that they had won when they killed Jesus. And Jesus said, nope, that's not the plan. My plan is to redeem my people. My plan is to set myself higher above everything that would try to exalt himself against me. No one else like me. No one else. And the Bible says that he's exalted high above the stars. That Jesus is exalted high above the earth, high above the stars, high above anything in this world or anything to come. Jesus, because he gave his life. And so when he said, and you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, he's telling them, one, you need to give your life to the Lord, but not just your life, your heart that comes with it, your soul that comes with it, your mind and your strength, your, 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 your very strength that, you know, when we try to do things on our own strength or we try to live life according to our own plans and own purposes, he's saying, give all of that to me. And then the second one, he says, you should love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, there's no other commandment greater than these. No other commandment. And loving your neighbor is hard. That's not easy because some of us, you know, we grow up with, I'm not talking physical neighbors. Like, like you live on 500 and then your neighbor lives on 510. That's not what the Bible is saying. <laughs> it can be absolutely. You should love your neighbor in the sense of the one that lives next to you in the next house over or the back house or the front house. Yes, definitely. But he's not just talking about location. He's all, he's talking about anybody who lives in this world. Your neighbor is the person you sit next to on the bus. It's the person that you're at the grocery store. It's the person where, you know, you're shopping or you're, um, you know, you're in, in, around in the sense of surrounding uh but not necessarily stationary location like i i live at 500 dot 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 and so the only people i should love is the neighbor to my right to my left my front and the side front like no 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 no. he's not talking about 
that. He's talking about anybody in this world that is a part of this world. You are to love them as you love yourself. And why do we struggle with that? Why do we struggle in following that? Because a lot of us struggle in love. First and foremost, a lot of us struggle when it comes to love. Everybody wants to be loved and everybody wants to love, right? Let me say that again. Everybody wants to be loved. And if you're saying, no, I don't really want to be loved. I don't really, you know, you're lying. Stop it. <laughs> let's just, let's just, just stop it. In reality, everybody does. And even though at first you want to be, say, respected or feared or valued or accepted, all that is stemmed from love. The only thing that, that is not stemmed from love is fear. That stemmed from uh, fear. Fear is stemmed from like anger and um, negative things. Uh, but because the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. So everything else, though, when it comes to what we want in life or we want from people or we desire um, in the context of love, it stems from love. And we desire love more than anything else as people we we yes we want to be respected yes we want to be valued and and seen in high regard but really deep down inside we all desire love we all desire to be loved and to love um and you know we'll get into that because february is right around the corner and we'll dive into that when it comes to love um but if we're if we're honest um all those other things come with love, like the value, the the acceptance, the respect, all that, all that, all those other things come in love. And when Jesus asks us to, you know, live for him in love, it's hard because we don't always have the full understanding of love, or we can't give love, or we feel like we're not worthy of love or we feel like we can't accept love or we feel like we're we're unworthy to give or receive it or be a part of it um and then we feel less than and there's all these insecurities that we have in life there's all these things that we have in our hearts whether it's because you know bad relationships or um something that you know you grew up with you know with a parent or a a sibling and you know, you deal with rejection or abandonment or stuff like that. Um, but I'm just going to read you the scripture real fast, what love is. And we can somewhat break that down. I don't want to break it down too much, but just kind of go over it. Um, and the scripture is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And we're reading in the New International Virgins, <laughs> New International Version. Um, and it says this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It does not. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. Always preserves. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. But where there are tongues, they will be stilled. And where there is knowledge, it'll pass away. 
So love is patient. And not everybody's patient. Let's be real. So we struggle in that. We struggle in patience, right? We struggle in kindness. Sometimes we're not always kind. Let's be real. We're not always the perfect, kind, nice person. And shout out to everybody who is kind, like genuinely kind. Um, I think for me, one of the main things I love in people um, and I value in, say, like a partner one day is kindness. Like if you're a genuinely kind person, I want to be around you um because that to me is very attractive that to me is 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 an awesome trait to have a uh, uh, kindness um someone because you value people you you see um the value in people and you love people and if you're genuinely kind that just that's awesome so shout out to y'all if you're a kind person um and if you're not kind hey work on it please because um, no one wants to be with someone who's not kind. <laughs> That's not good. So, um, it does not envy. Love does not envy. Love is not wishing that you had something of somebody else. Like we live in a in a, we live in a day and age where we're constantly envious of what other people have, or comparing ourselves in an envious way to others. And like I said, not to get too deep into this, but basically love should be enough and how you receive love, especially from the Lord should be enough. Now, when it comes to people, I know that there's going to be troubles and, 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 and heartbreak and it's hard to trust and all that stuff. So I, I, I realize that that can be a challenge but when it comes to the Lord, the Lord is telling us that his love is not envious. It's given freely to you. So you don't have to try to, well, you're closer to that person, God, and you love that person more than you love me because you give them more things. And nah, don't, don't have, you don't have to go there. God's love for you is perfect. God doesn't love them more than he loves you. He doesn't spend more time than he spends more time with you. He spends more time with them because maybe they spend more time with him because maybe they're giving their lives a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. Romans 12, one, maybe, maybe because they're spending more time. And so they're fulfilling or filling themselves up with more of God. And that's why you're envious of it because you want that relationship with God, but you can't have it. So, Hey, just go to God and, you're good. <laughs> You're good. Uh, love does not boast. And it's not proud. God doesn't like pride. And I've said this before. My greatest sin is not, um, you know, a sexual sin or a lust or a, um, maybe, maybe, um, you know, stealing or killing people or, or um, being envious of people or coveting people like my greatest sin is not that or any of those things my uh, i'm not an alcoholic i don't really care for alcohol um i've i've never done drugs in my life thank you lord i've never touched like any drugs um i've never smoked weed i've never done any pills or nothing like that so i've never been a drug addict or nothing like that my greatest sin in life that i will continue to fight to the day that i die is pride 
pride. And some of you guys are like, yeah, we knew it, Christian. Yeah, we know you're prideful, this and that. Hey, I admit it. I've been admitting it for since I could remember, since, you know, 15 years old when Pastor Tony was calling me out and calling me prideful, sitting on the drums, arguing with my brother, arguing with Pastor Tony, saying, I know more than you do, Pastor. <laughs> yes, I, I, I was a terrible, I wasn't that terrible, but I was kind of terrible, maybe a little terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I've come a long way, but my, my, the, my greatest failures have been in pride. And so that's something that I constantly battle with and I'm winning and I love it because I win these, these, these wars. I win these battles more than I've ever won in my life. And I think that's why God is using me and raising me up because I'm not, looking to be prideful. I'm not looking to exalt myself. I'm not looking to make myself better than other people. I don't care about all those things. I don't care about titles. I don't care about, you know, uh, stage or anything like that. I just want to serve the Lord and watch people grow. I just want to serve God and, and see people be- become the greatest version of themselves in Christ. I want to see people be better than me. I want every single person that I meet to be better than me every single person that they can they can pray better than me they can say god's word better than me that they can uh encourage people better than me that have a, a better voice than me a better um uh influence better than me everything i want everybody around me to be better than me i don't need to be the best I don't, i'm not superman i don't need to save anybody i don't need to have it all together i want all you guys and whoever listens and whoever comes in contact with me to kill it for the lord metaphorically (laughs) but like really explode your walk with god and you and run and do something crazy and amazing for god greater than everything i can do and i want my sons and i want my daughters to do the same thing um and anybody who comes after me i want them to be greater than anything that i've ever done that's my heart i don't need to be the one and the truth is i may not be it, it may be the Moses thing where I lead people out of Egypt and I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to lead them to the land of milk and honey. And I may not be the one to actually take them into the promised land. It might be another Joshua and a Caleb. And you know what? I've said that's okay because God's going to use my life no matter what. God's going to use me to reach people and to bring them out of Egypt and to bring them out of the world and to bring them out of darkness and to bring them out of a sin sinful lifestyle and into the kingdom of god and they're going to do greater things and they're going to reach more people and 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 there's going to be another billy graham and a um chuck smith and and another preacher greater than than anybody that i can reach or any anything anybody that i can talk about or any you know greg Laurie. there's going to be another person that catches the vision and sees God move in their life and 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 if I'm able to even help them in any way then great if not then great also because it's not about me I'm a, a here today and gone tomorrow I'm a vapor in the wind my life only has meaning because God shined his life upon my life and gave me meaning gave me purpose and understanding and wisdom and and forgave me of my sins and set me free nothing I can do I've done, I haven't done any of it. I've just served the Lord and whatever he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. And I love God for that because he loved me first. 
I don't boast in my own self and I don't try to make myself look better than I am. I just, I know I'm messed up. I know that I have problems. I might not be as messed up as maybe the next person, but I might be worse than the other person. Only God knows. And that's okay because I don't have to be perfect in order for God to use my life. I only have to be obedient for God to use my life. Can I say that again? For the people in the back, for the religious folk, <laughs> for the people thinking you have to be perfect. No, you don't. Where in the Bible does it say, in order for God to use your life, you have to be perfect? David wasn't perfect. Moses wasn't perfect. Abraham certainly wasn't perfect at all. He slept with somebody else, had a kid with them, and God still called him the father of faith. Why? Because that's God's call. That was God's plan for his life. And God taught him, redeemed him, set him free, restored his life. Yeah, there was challenges and other things, and yet God didn't take away the call. No. What he did, he said, I'm going to restore you, I'm going to build you up, and I'm going to build you into a nation that no one can defeat. And till this day, no one's defeated Israel. No one. And I thank God for it because we wouldn't have the gospel if it wasn't for the disciples. And then the disciples after that. And the people after that. And the people after that. And then the Reformation. And then the you know Martin Luther's of the world. And all the other people that were able to give us the Bible and the gospel and spread the good news. We wouldn't have that. We wouldn't know God's word. We wouldn't know God in that way. Not just faith, but the word of God, the breath of life, the bread of life. So I thank God, like, it's not about me because my knowledge and my wisdom will fade away. But his word remains the same. His words and the things that he does in his in his time and his purpose, that's the only thing that remains. God's will. So, uh, yeah, let's get back to that. Sorry, I didn't mean to make that all about me. And it's really, like I said, it's not all about me. It's, it's, it's really about the Lord. So, uh, verse 5, it says, does not, d- love does not dishonor others. Man, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a huge one because we live in a world that everybody's trying to get what they want even if they're willing to step on people's toes, even if they're willing to, um, you know, push people down so they can get on top like man. And it dishonors others or talk bad about someone and spread lies or spread um, rumors so that it ruins people's reputations. We live in a crazy, disgusting world like that. That's not love. That's not love. It's not self-seeking. The Bible says this, the verse over it's not self-seeking it's not about themselves it's not easily angered and it keeps no records of wrong it forgives love forgives we talked about that in our last podcast and we're going to talk about that even more in more podcasts forgive if you have to forgive forgive those who wronged you those who came against you those who said stuff against you or made you feel a certain way or made you feel dumb or came against you and said bad things about you and you know, whatever, like forgive, 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 forgive. 
um yeah so let's go um love protects love always trusts and always hopes and always preserves i love that i love that protects god's god's love one protects us and completely helps us in every situation of life like i can look back on all my life and every situation and know god was protecting me there's things that i asked for there's things that i did there's things that i could have that could have been so much more worse but god was always protecting me <laughs> i thank god so much for one from from for protecting me from situations from people from harm but also for, for but also for protecting me from myself i am my greatest enemy sometimes and god protecting me from me so shout out to you god thank you cuz i would be terrible without you lord um in Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9, it says this, and I love this because this is, I, I believe where this is, Jesus was taking his word and quoting this scripture, and, and you're going to hear it, you're going to be like, oh, wait, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what Jesus was saying. But Jesus was also saying that about himself. So we're going to read uh, Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9, it says this, these are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in to observe in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. So they're going into the land of milk and honey, right? The, the one that God pr promised them. And it says, verse two, so that you, your children and her children and their children after them may fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live by keeping all his decrees, commands that I give you and commands that I give you and that you may enjoy a long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the Lord, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors promised you. It says, hear, O Israel. Now we're going to go to verse four. Again, he says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and your strength. These commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, when you tie them as, oh, verse 8, sorry, tie them as symbols around your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I love that. Here's God through Moses telling the people of Israel, these commandments that I give to you, write them down, pass them along, live by them. God is telling you the formula of life that you'll live a long life, he says, Verse 2, uh, closer to the end, it says that you may enjoy a long life. This is Jesus it's, it, quoting that same scripture in the Old Testament saying, "This, these commandments are the greatest commandments. 
so that you would pass down to your children and you you will live for them or you live by them and teach them <coughs> as symbols excuse me as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads write them on the door frames of your houses and in your gates he's basically saying bring them into your houses live by them let there be a standard within your house teach your children show them how to serve god with all their hearts mind soul and strength let god be the god of your household of your family of your friends let god be the the god of of everything that you do don't let it just be something that that i'm telling you to do but something that you want to do something that you live by something that is that is that that is something that comes in love actually john 14 14 15 says this if you love me keep my commandments plain and simple jesus says that john 14 15 says if you love me keep my commandments that's pretty pretty self-explanatory right if you love jesus keep the commandments that he said that he told the people of israel and that he tells the people in his day the disciples but also the, the the scribes and the pharisees love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength man if you love god you're going to do that if you love him the actions will follow right not only the actions will follow but the heart will follow and then if, and if your heart is changed well what did we say earlier if your heart is changed your life will change amen all right and the last thing uh, actually no not the last the second point I want to bring to you um, is don't treat God as an option. <laughs> don't treat him. We treat God as an option. We treat God out of convenience. We serve God out of convenience sometimes. That word convenience in the Cambridge Dictionary describes convenience as this, suitable for your own purposes and needs and causing the least difficulty. Sometimes like we're talking about leftovers, right? So we're giving God the leftovers because it suits our needs. It suits our purposes. We have all these other desires, dreams, and visions, things that we want to do. And at the moment when we're giving God our leftovers, it's because it's suitable for us. Because all these other things are more important at the moment. And then when we come late at night, we do it for five minutes and we're like, okay, well, that, that at, least I, at least I prayed, right? I, I'm sure some of you guys have said that. <laughs> i'm sure some of you guys have said that before well at least i prayed tonight you know i know it was only five minutes but you know god knows my heart or you know um at least i read the 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 daily bible verse that pops up on my phone every morning um it's something and god's like sure for a christian that's been serving god for two days maybe <laughs> it's something it is something that's like uh living off of candy for your whole life you're not going to get where you're not going to get anywhere there's no substance in that that's not living for the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength is that praying for five minutes and you know, talking to God for two minutes at night and two minutes in the morning and one minute on your lunch break, like when you're eating food or, you know, or whatever. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to call you guys out. I'm not like that's. But hey, if the shoe fits right, 
that was a pause for uh effect <laughs> that was a pause for um yeah the the if the shoe fits thing but basically i don't want us to treat god as an option like he's optional no he should be the main course the main thing that we choose he should be the one that we choose every single day and that's my goal to to encourage you don't give god the leftovers don't give him the what you have left over from all the time that you spent on other things you spent all your time all your treasures all your money all your your efforts all your talents on other things and then when god's asking for your best you can't give him your best because you've spent all your time on other things when it's all good and nothing bad is happening that's convenience when it's suited to your personal comforts or it's easy to perform, that's convenience. When it's suitable for you, when you just decide that, well, you know, it com- it accommodates my time and it's to my advantage. I'm only going to pray to God because I need something right now. I'm only going to ask God because I have a laundry list of things and I'm going through something. Like I'm only going to spend time with God because he's going to accommodate me and take care of my needs is like the big sugar daddy in the sky no he's not i'm sorry if you think he's the big sugar daddy in the sky um you have it completely off he's god he's the he's the god of heaven and earth he's the creator of of everything in the universe and everything bows to him the the heavens and the earth the bible says that the earth is his footstool everything is is his in the palm of his hand he created with his breath he created stars he breathed stars he says let there be light and light came from it think about that and we're going to go to him out of our leftovers conveniently when we're able to oh well god knows my heart yeah he does and he knows that there was other times within your day that you could have spent time with him and you didn't. You chose to do other things. You chose to spend time on your things. If you're spending time on your thing more than you're spending time on God's thing, you got it wrong. You got it backwards. You got it mixed up. And I want to encourage you to not do that. Get back on track. I'm sorry. Like I I don't, like I said, I don't mean to be, um, headhunting today i'm not headhunting anybody i'm not throwing you under the bus i'm not no no i'm sorry please forgive me please listen to to the podcast though i'm sorry (laughs) please listen it's not that i'm i I just want to get you back on track because i know when it fits our schedule and the situation calls for it and we want to have our way we want it to go our way i know those prayers are good God wants more than that. He doesn't just want, he, he, he's willing to answer your prayers. Don't get me wrong. He's willing to answer those prayers and even give you and bless you. He wants to bless you. That's his desire to love you and to bless you. That's what he definitely wants. But he also wants time with his children. For those that have children, you understand the aspect, the dynamic between you and your kids especially in the early years, how many times do you want to spend time with them, love on them, care about them, tell them that you love them, tell them that you're there for them, be there for them, be at their games, their shows, their performances, 
um, at their first time they walk, at the first time that they jump or say a word, you want to be at every moment, at every time that you're available. In the same way, God sees us like his children. He, We are his children. And he wants to spend time with us. And that's why I'm telling you, don't give him your leftovers. He deserves so much more. He deserves your heart, your full attention, all your praise, and not just your leftovers. First Samuel 24, 24 says this, But the king said to Arnah, which is David, okay? David, David is the king, and he says to Arnah, he says, No, I've got to buy it from you for a good price. I'm not going to offer to God, my God, sacrifices that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor, the ox, paying out 50 shekels of silver. He built an altar to God there and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. God was moved by the prayers. That was the end of the disaster. First Samuel, he's... Uh, um, there's, 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 there was some issues in Israel at the time. David was the king, and they were going through some stuff. And he's going to sacrifice for the people. He's going to sacrifice, um, make a, a sacrifice so that God is pleased with him. And the, the guy, Aronah, comes and he says, hey, I'll give it to you. You're the king. I'll just give you all of these things, the oxen, the good stuff. I'll give you my best because... Um, you're, you're, you're the king. So like, you're, you're, this is good. It's, it's a good thing for me. And David says, no, 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 no. It's not a good thing. It's not because I can't offer to God what I got for free. I can't offer to God what costs me nothing. It's not a real sacrifice. Then if, if it's, if it doesn't take me out of my way, if it doesn't make me inconvenient, if, if I'm not sacrificing other things, then it costs me nothing to go before God and sacrifice this. No, like that's like you, you know, buying something that has no value. He's saying, I don't want to purchase something or give something to God that has no value. I want to be able to give something of my best. So I know that I'm supposed to be doing this, but right now I need to spend time with the Lord. I know that there's other things I got to do, but I got to sacrifice. If my friends are telling me to go out to eat or they're telling me, hey, can you, um, you know, you want to meet up on Saturday, but God's telling you, I need you to spend time in prayer that night for, for a couple hours. Sacrifice that time. Say, hey, guys, sorry, I, I can't go out tonight because God wants to spend time with me. There's certain things that he wants to tell me. And I just I just need that time with the Lord. Well, they're not going to say no. They're not going to be like, oh, you're weird. Or, or no, they're Christians too. So they're going to encourage you like, or they should encourage you, be like, yeah, dude, go for it. Spend time with God. We'll see you on the next one. We'll see you on Saturday. We'll see you on Sunday. We'll see you next week. Like, it's okay. But sometimes we need to sacrifice certain things that cost us. That cost us. Things that we want. Things that we desire. Um, in the book of Malachi, the Bible says this. Uh, verse uh, ch chapter one, verse six, it says, the Lord of heaven's armies says to the priests, a son honors his father and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and your master, where are the honor and respect that I deserve? You have shown me contempt for my name. 
But you ask, how have you how how have we shown you contempt for your name? Verse seven. You have shown contempt by offering defile defiled sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how have we defiled the sacrifices? And then he says, you defiled them by saying the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. When you give blind animals as sacrifices, isn't that wrong? And then isn't it wrong to offer animals that, that are crippled and diseased? Trying to give gifts that your governor, try giving those gifts to your governor and see how pleased he is with that. The Lord says, go ahead, beg God to be merciful to you. But when you bring these kind of offerings, why should he be merciful and show you any favor? How I wish one of you would just shut the temple doors so that the these worthless sacrifices, these worthless sacrifices, these sacrifices that cost you nothing could not be offered, he said. He said, I'm not pleased with you, says the Lord, and I'm not going to accept these offerings, but my name is honored by my people of other nations and morning till night all around the world they offer sweet incenses and pure offerings in my name for my name is great among the nations says the lord of heaven's armies but you dishonor me with your actions by bringing contemptible food you're saying it's all right to defile the lord's table you say it's too hard to serve the lord and you turn up and your nose is at my commands, you're mad because I'm telling you about these commands. You, that's that's what that means. Turn up your noses. Like you're saying like, it's like, eh, okay, God, I guess I'm going to serve you. Like, I guess I have to do this. No. And he's saying it's too hard to serve me. No. Think of it. Animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as, as offerings. Should I accept these things, such offerings as these? The Lord asks, Cursed is the cheat who promises to give a fine ram from the flock, but then sacrifices a defective one for the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord, and my name is feared among the nations. Here is the Lord receiving offerings from the people of Israel, but these are sick cattle and 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 they're blind and they're the worst of the worst with no value. They have no value. Nobody would want to eat these. He, he even says it. Are you, what are you going to offer these to like your, your magistrates and your governors and the people in charge? They're not going to receive it. Why would I receive it then? If somebody else wouldn't take it, why would you give it to God? And you think that's acceptable as an offering? He's saying, no, I I am God. I'm to be feared and reverenced and worshipped and desired. I gave my life for you. I gave my heart to you. I gave my blood for you. I deserve more than five minutes. I deserve more than that, that 20 second prayer on the way to work. I deserve more than that. And that's the heart that I'm trying to get to you or encourage you with that even though it it's it's hard to make time for God, God is worthy of it. It shouldn't be in our convenience that we spend time with the Lord. It shouldn't be in our convenience that we come to God when we're 
when we're barely able to. No, God should be the very first thing on our lips and the very last thing as we go to sleep. He should be the one that gets all the praise, all the glory, all the time, all the effort, everything that we have, everything that we are, with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole body, our whole strength. We should worship him, reverence him, desire him, speak to him like he is God, not leftovers, not leftovers, not like he didn't do what he said that he wasn't going to what he was going to do. No, he did it. He said, I give my life freely to you so that you can come with me one day. I go and prepare a place for you. In my house, there are many mansions. He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't tell you. Jesus is coming back. Jesus wants time with you. And he's going to come for his children, the people that he actually spends time with. I encourage you, find that time. Find that time. Time is short. And if you're spending your hours on things that are, are temporary that don't satisfy that don't fulfill the heart don't just completely rob you of the blessings and um you know the thing the gifts of god completely rob you of those things we gotta we gotta fix ourselves we gotta we gotta come back to the lord and say god i'm sorry I haven't been living for you holy and acceptable. I haven't been laying my life down as a living sacrifice. I've been so caught up in the things that I've been going through. I've been so worried about certain things. I've been so fearful of giving my whole life to you and thinking you're going to do some other weird things with it. I'm sorry, God. You deserve my best. You deserve my greatest offering, not the sick cow that that nobody wants or the 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 one that has one leg the lamb that has one leg or the the goat that has no head like you don't deserve that god you deserve my best you deserve my greatest offering not just my time not just my talents but also my treasure not just my treasure but also my talents not just my talents but also my time you deserve all of it god let that be your prayer coming up for this week let us not live in leftovers. Not Let us not give God our leftovers. Don't settle for less, guys. Don't settle for less. God has so much more for you than to live a half-hearted relationship with Jesus. Don't settle for a little bit of God. Settle for all of him, his very best. All right? That's my encouragement for you guys today. And that's Leftovers. This is the Modern Faith Podcast with Chris Andrew. I'm so blessed to do life with you all, you guys. Let's pray and let's close it out. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for all that you are doing, God. I pray that every single person that listens to this podcast today, that they will be encouraged, filled, and and, and just completely um, just, just worked on. And, and I'm, I know that was hard to hear at times. I know some of it, you know, might have pierced the heart and challenged and brought perspective again but i know that your people uh want and need more of you god they need you lord jesus and so you're encouraging them to come back to those relationships with you god that we wouldn't give you our leftovers but we'd give you our full hearts everything we have and everything we are god come back to that place we thank you lord jesus and we pray that you'll forgive us god when we spend more time on other things than we spend on you we thank you god for your mercy and your forgiveness 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Chat on the next one, okay? I know it's uh, uh, gone a little bit long on this one, but we'll definitely get back on it. Uh, be on the lookout. So this will be dropping um, pretty soon, and I'm excited and, and blessed. So, uh, yeah, catch you on the next one. Peace.